Hello everyone and welcome to the 22nd episode of Encrypted. My name is Ahmed Al Balaghi and I'm coming to you from Era 2071 in Dubai, United Arab Emirates. With me is Faisal, my co-host. Hi guys, excited to be here at the end of 2018. Yes. And looking forward for yet more amazing year of 2019. Absolutely. Happy New Year to everyone in advance as well. And for this episode, actually, we're dedicating it to um, 2019 trends in blockchain. And so me and Faisal, we scoured the internet to see what were sort of the popular trends and people were talking about. And we wanted to see sort of what, you know, what are the things that people are also missing out on that we think could be trends as well. And so we just wanted to sort of bundle it together and, you know, make um, make this episode. The, the only thing that we need to highlight is that we will we will try to shy away from any financial predictions yeah, or exactly. crypto predictions. Uh, we want to dedicate it for the technology. We are definitely going to talk about crypto, but nothing related to prices and these kind of things. Uh, so we don't have that magic eight ball with us yeah, not right yet. now. <laughs> so this this is going to be uh, like a technology focused. Exactly. Now let's get on with the predictions. So the first prediction that um, we basically saw that was very consistent with many different people across the people we spoke to and also the articles online um, was, of course, the rise of security tokens um, and the concept of digital securities. And... Um, one article which we really liked on Coindesk, which was actually written by Carlos Domingo, who's the founder and CEO of Securitize, um, where he basically wrote, 2019, the year digital security offerings um, become the new ICOs. And it's a really interesting article where it talks about sort of the evolution of le legacy securities and then sort of paving the way for digital securities and then how the foundations have already been built. Um, and then seeing how the future sort of goes on. And so for us, um, at least me and Faisal, we've been talking about it a lot and I've also been working in, in the security token space for the past couple of months. It's definitely something to watch out for. Um, Faisal, do you want to quickly go ahead and um, explain what this notion of digital securities are? Yeah, so, um, I mean, we can get into technical details, but we don't want to do that. Yeah. Uh, put simply, I mean... Security token offerings are, that's, that's like a newly coined term. Um, maybe it falls under the bigger umbrella of digital securities. Mm. <clears throat> and a digital security is basically any kind of security that has a digital representation. It could be an asset, it could be an equity, it could be a bond or any other financial instruments that are represented digitally. So with the um, with the promise that blockchain technology brings all together this new term of security token offerings is becoming more and more frequently used so and in in comparison to icos uh, perhaps ico is a bigger umbrella um, it might take into consideration the bigger scope of crowdfunding uh, and any kind of tokens mostly utilities the, the, the biggest differentiator when it comes to STOs or DSOs, a digital security offering, is that they specifically look into securities, which is a very well-defined financial instrument. Yeah. Uh, it's well-regulated. Yes, exactly. It's well-regulated. Uh, there are a couple of um, 
very extensive tests that each of these offerings go through mm -hmm. in order to determine if they are really a security and so on. And it has multiple aspects to it, like consumer protection, regulations, like we said, and so on. Yeah. So this is becoming more and more as more startups and venture capitalists and so on try to come up with new offerings of how to digitize assets and so on. I, I totally agree. And it's, it's basically the idea of digitizing the whole process of capital market. So um, if you were to look back in the day when, I mean, I didn't know this until I read this article, where there was something called the paperwork crisis of the 1960s, where back in the day, you know, the, the New York Stock Exchange had to shut down every Wednesday just so that paper shares could actually be traded. And this is just, what, 1960s? That's, you know, not too long not ago. Far away, yeah. And then 1999, you had um, something called the Depository Trust and Clearing Company, which somehow made Wall Street digital. But now we're in a new era where it really, you know, the, the concept of blockchain and digital security tokens um, actually have the capacity and the power to actually really provide digit, digital end-to-end -end processes. And um, this, of course, allows for individual ownership of these digital securities, it allows for instant settlements, so there's not much counterparty risk as well, which saves um, basically all these issuers and companies billions of dollars. It also removes the middleman to some extent. And at the same time, it does provide um, sort of visibility um, and real-time transparency for, uh, you know, real-time cap tables for the issuer. And this is really important, and this is all very well defined in the article that Carlos has written. Um, and so for us, at least, uh, I mean, at least for me as well, I definitely do believe that in 2019, we'll see more STO hype for, we don't know whether it's for the good or for the bad, but more people are going towards that. And even to the extent where I remember somebody on my LinkedIn, he actually changed his title from, what was it? Goodbye ICO to hello STO. And this is something I completely disagree with. I mean, I, I don't think we should try and like say, oh, ICOs are going down and getting replaced. Yeah. It's just that the ICO phenomenon, what we saw might not come back again. It's just well-defined ICOs will exist okay. if, that, if that token of the ICO, ICO actually has some utility. Yes, exactly. And we, we've kind of seen a couple of um, trends and uh, market movement in that. Uh, like for example, there are a couple of projects who started offering uh, or taking their their shot into F offering STOs. The article does give a couple of examples, uh, like uh, the first blockchain capital, the science blockchain. So these are all uh, attempts for security token offerings. The good thing I would say about this is that it kind of forces the regulators to be involved. Because, like we said, securities are very well defined. Uh, they are a very, uh, they are a key financial uh, pillar in our ecosystem. So it kind of forces regulators to be involved. And so we've seen a couple of incidents where the SEC uh, were, was involved in in fining a couple of ICOs because they kind of masqueraded being a utility, where in fact they were a security yeah. token. And because it's a very well regulated uh, domain these regulators will definitely get involved because it involves mm -hmm. also customers and investors and protection and so on. So I see that this is a very good opportunity into kind of forcing regulators to get up to speed with the technology. Absolutely. And I guess, 
Yeah, so that that's for, so for, for the first prediction and trend is definitely the the rise in hype of security tokens. The second is, well, I guess it's something that we would like the listeners to actually think about, and this is something that we've been thinking about for quite a bit. Is basically the tech implementation, whether it will actually be a year of seeing successful use cases within the technology of blockchain and i'm not talking about oh are we going to see you know business use cases not like will that actual tech work will we see scaling work in the infrastructure layer will layer two scaling solutions work will casper um, in mid-july actually launch where casper is basically the the implementation where ethereum will move from a proof of work system to a proof of stake system as well so all of these things are essentially you know the backbone of um of of blockchain and why all of this is actually happening this is a very uh, i mean it's a prominent domain to look into i mean the tech is suffering from adoption and and perhaps rightfully so because it still uh, is attempting to solve uh, or the community is still attempting to solve the scalability problem most blockchain implementations are very low in terms of uh, transaction throughput mm -hmm. so that will not be uh, that will not be very easy it will not be easy to adopt if the scalability problem is still there so this year could witness some real efforts into solving that problem uh, casper is, is of course led by ethereum and this is I mean, this is another domain than scalability, but Casper is basically, like you said, is focusing on increasing the efficiency mm -hmm. of the blockchain implementation, basically moving from proof of work to proof of stake. Um, perhaps it's, it, it also uh, is somehow related to the first point we touched upon about ICOs, is that the, the use cases that really doesn't make any sense or are just, you know, Ponzi schemes and so on, will again go through a more rigorous consolidation phase. Mm -hmm. That's how I see it. And then only the real use cases, the ones that are really promising as a technology, as a uh, consumer um, end product or so on, they will remain around and they will offer new promises. So this will help the technology to scale, to implement and to achieve adoption. And from, from this article, enterpriseprojects.com, one of the four trends it highlighted, um, the fourth one, which is a critical evaluation of scalability and performance. This is something that you know, I didn't come across during many, like I didn't see sort of this point actually being addressed by many people, um, but I still think it's something that's really important because without it, you know, then what are we actually doing in the space? You know, if there's no real, uh, you know, evolution of the scalability and um, the performance of these different blockchains, then, what, you know, what is the point, right? And I, I think this is something still to watch out for um, in 2019. It doesn't necessarily mean it will everything will be solved in 2019, but at least you know people will still be trying to develop solutions as as we go forward. The third um, trend or the third uh, prediction that we have, we're just gonna I I believe we're gonna see a huge increase in education and adoption. I completely agree. Yeah, uh, as more and more people and stakeholders. Are, are kind of um, trying to understand exactly what is behind Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. uh, we've seen uh, a lot of times, and I'm sure the audience has seen that as well, uh, <clears throat> many of the times people use Bitcoin and blockchain interchangeably. Mm -hmm. And this is now becoming less frequent, 
at least from our point of view, is that people are trying to differentiate Bitcoin being one application of blockchains. So this might be a direct result of more and more educational content being floating mm -hmm. around the internet. So I believe 2019 we'll see more of these. Uh, <clears throat> like I said, all stakeholders are trying to get involved as much as they can. You have governments, you have regulators, you have global uh, partnerships, you have um, country-wide partnerships, like an example would be in the, the partnership that UAE and Saudi Arabia are doing, mm -hmm. the Arabian partnership that is being rumored around. So all of this will help more people to get involved and understand the technology, which consequently will help adoption. Yeah, I, I definitely see that with the, the education aspect. Like you said, um, less people are you know, trying to, you know, use these terms interchangeably, Bitcoin and blockchain. But even to the extent where, you know, asking normal people, have they used Bitcoin before? I mean, okay, they've definitely heard about it, but have they really sort of went and used, um, you know, tried to send um, a Bitcoin from, you know, their wallet to somebody else? I don't feel that we're going to go from a point where we will be going from, you know how you know how everyone talks about the DAO, the decentralized autonomous organization, yeah. and how this is something. You know, there's it's basically a decentralized fund where there's no owner, right? But we can't go from a centralized sort of way of doing things to a completely decentralized. In the beginning, or in, sorry, in the middle, we have to go from okay, centralized manual to sort of centralized semi-manual processes to centralize completely digital or semi-digital processes and then digital, yeah, and then exactly. completely digital. We haven't even, you know, gone to the point where we're completely digital, mm -hmm. right? So this is why I think the education aspect comes in is to really help sort of get us in that transition. Basically that transition will allow us to understand what becoming truly digital really means. Yeah, I completely agree. And there's one point to add as well. I mean, as more and more people educate themselves around the technology um, <clears throat> a trend that i personally see is that a lot of people are now uh, skeptical mm -hmm. about blockchain implementations because they always ask the question why do we need blockchain yeah. and this is a very great question to ask because it forces you to explain the real business value mm -hmm. that blockchain brings which entitles or which requires you to understand exactly how the technology works and how is it different than whatever technology that we have today? So this in turn, I mean, as in more and more people are know exactly what the technology is and how it works, um, I'm definite that it will help achieve adoption. Absolutely. And for the final sort of prediction, and this is a bit biased because we are based here in the UAE. <laughs> uh, Faisal, do you want to take it away? Yeah, I mean, we wanted also to, to shed light specifically on... Uh, the trends that we expect or the predictions that we expect about the UAE and the blockchain ecosystem. So one thing that we'd like to highlight is that, as you might probably have seen from the uh, news or the mass media, is that the Securities and Commodities Authority uh, will release an ICO regulation framework by quarter two. Was it quarter two, 2019? I think so, yeah. yeah. So that will definitely put UAE on the map when it comes to a favorable jurisdiction to to kind of exercise the process of ICOs and maybe maybe even have a couple of uh, um, yeah, startups starting mm -hmm. here and issuing ICOs and so on and maybe we can see another souk.com success story 
starting from next year and then down the line of course it will grow and grow so that's one part of it the other part is that um, we we've seen a couple of movements from central bank of the uae as well so i believe that uh, or i would like to believe that central bank is actively taking a role in how to utilize blockchain in the financial sector or in their domain of the monetary policies and so on so that's that will also be a trend to watch out for i mean they've they, they did announce that they've completed the the trial period of the cr- uh, cryptocurrency between the uae and government mm-hmm. of saudi arabia which still lacks some details but mm-hmm. i'm sure that we will be seeing more and more of that in 2019 yeah and i i definitely agree with that i think because of fintech and because of blockchain it's allowing the the regulators across the uae to come together to actually work on um regulations to benefit not just dubai and abu dhabi but uae as as a whole so i think when it comes to sort of implementing these guidelines and regulations is going to be at more of a uae level yeah. as opposed to sort of just a you know a provincial level or you know a city level true and and i mean we can also highlight the what uh, the efforts that smart dubai are doing and what they presented in jitex um they did promise to um, to kind of um, roll out something related to policy a blockchain implementation policy uh, at the government level as well as a <clears throat> a very clear positioning when it comes to crypto assets so as more and more efforts are put out there in mm. the public domain these gray areas that you are referring to will start to clear out yeah and this will definitely open room for the public as well as investors and all other players of the ecosystem to be more involved so mm. i think the first two quarters will be very interesting as to what things will be put out in the public domain and then once these are in place then we will we will see all yeah. the efforts coming together i i have a question actually um and this is so you said the crypto assets framework developed being sort of developed by smart to buy this is not something that's sort of going into regulation it's more of a it's it's just a positioning just I a mean, positioning yeah i mean okay. just to say that um, when it comes to crypto assets this is where we stand okay this but it's not a it. it's not law or no it's okay. not because because first of all uh, smart to buy is not a regulator mm-hmm. uh, so but they have the ability to influence. Yes, okay. exactly. All right, that's really interesting. This is a very short episode and we did it on purpose it's just so that we could actually um you know just talk about the things that were on our minds um for the past 2 weeks um as we were exploring different trends um and what to look out for in 2019 and especially since during Christmas and New Year's we didn't release an episode so we wanted to actually just you know make the first episode of of 2019 um to be more about you know what we could expect um to see and definitely watch out for next week's episode next week's episode is going to be interview with the CEO of Bit Oasis it's going to be a huge one so definitely do tune in for that uh one thing that we would like also to share from one of the articles I believe it's interesting. Um mm-hmm. it says that uh, Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg's uh 2018 resolution was to study cryptocurrencies. Mm. And the article says that uh the question is not whether they will issue a cryptocurrency payment on their Facebook platform or not. The question is which cryptocurrency <laughs> platform. 
So I guess we have a couple of hours left <laughs> to understand exactly <laughs> the outcomes of the of the resolutions from Mark Zuckerberg. Mm. And then let's see how it goes. Awesome. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he did spend more time researching crypto. Um, okay, given all the, you know, all the scandals or whatever happened. Yeah, exactly. Um, he still gave time to it and they, they are doing something about it, which is... They're definitely cooking something, yeah, yeah but it remains to be seen. Yeah, stablecoin, but okay, what, what type, how? <laughs> Anyways, thanks a lot for listening. Um, do check us out on all um, forms of social media. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on LinkedIn, all at Encrypted. And also, guys, we have just made a questionnaire as well. Um, basically, it's just a feedback form where we would like your thoughts. It will only take a minute, maybe two minutes of your time if you want to really give a lot of feedback. Um, so please um, do check out the link. It's, we'll put it in the show notes. So um, do give up a couple of minutes if you can, and we'd love your feedback. We'd appreciate it just so we know more about who our listeners are and what content we could actually create in 2019. Yeah, guys, we, we really, really would appreciate your inputs into that. Like Ahmed said, it shouldn't take more than two minutes of your time, but it would really, really mean a lot for us. Mm-hmm. Um, just be as honest as, honest as you can be. Yep. We really want authentic feedback, even if it says that this show shouldn't be there at all. <laughs> We'd really appreciate it and use that to make the, 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 the podcast more tailored to your needs. Uh, so feel free to, to provide us any kind of feedback. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, thanks a lot, guys, for listening. Thank you, guys, and enjoy the rest of your night and Happy New Year again.